Today is November 29th. This is Verses in Flow. I'm Jennifer. Welcome in and welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. I am so grateful for your presence. I am so honored, so blessed that I get to do this with you, that you are my fellow traveling companion, my partner, and you are on this journey with me as we endeavor to become the best versions of ourselves. So many things are so much more fun when you have someone to do it with, right? I guess that doesn't count for everything. Some things you really do want to do by yourself, but most things in life, it feels better when you have somebody who shares that same passion, who shares that same affinity for whatever that thing is. And so we're all here and we are all connected by our love and our desire for the Word of God. And of course, to become the best that we can possibly be by the transforming work of this Word. So let's not talk about it. Let's be about it. Oh, one more thing I did want to say, y'all, we have one more day in November and then it'll be December and then we will be at the end of our journey this year. Oh my goodness. That is like, it's crazy how far we've come. But let's not get ahead of ourselves because we still have a minute before we get there. Right now, let's get going, growing, and flowing in these verses. Daniel chapter 6, Christian Standard Bible. The plot against Daniel. Darius decided to appoint 120 satraps over the kingdom stationed throughout the realm, and over them three administrators, including Daniel. These satraps would be accountable to them so that the king would not be defrauded. Daniel distinguished himself above the administrators and satraps because he had an extraordinary spirit, so the king planned to set him over the whole realm. The administrators and satraps therefore kept trying to find a charge against Daniel regarding the kingdom, but they could find no charge or corruption for he was trustworthy, and no negligence or corruption was found in him. Then these men said, We will never find any charge against this Daniel unless we find something against him concerning the law of his God. So the administrators and satraps went together to the king and said to him, May King Darius live forever. All the administrators of the kingdom, the prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an edict that, for thirty days, anyone who petitions any god or man except you, the king, will be thrown into the lion's den. Therefore, your majesty, establish the edict and sign the document so that that, as a law of the Medes and Persians, it is irrevocable and cannot be changed. So King Darius signed the written edict. When Daniel learned that the document had been signed, he went into his house. The windows in its upstairs room opened toward Jerusalem, and three times a day he got down on his knees, prayed, and gave thanks to his God just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel petitioning and imploring his God. So they approached the king and asked about his edict. Didn't you sign an edict that for 30 days any person who petitions any god or man except you, the king, will be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, As a law of the Medes and Persians, the order stands and is irrevocable. Then they replied to the king, Daniel, one of the Judean exiles, has ignored you, the king, and the edict you signed, for he prays three times a day. As soon as the king heard this, he was very displeased. He set his mind on rescuing Daniel and made every effort until sundown to deliver him. 
Then these men went together to the king and said to him, You know, your majesty, that it is a law of the Medes and Persians that no edict or ordinance the king establishes can be changed. So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you continually serve, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signet rings of his nobles, so that nothing in regard to Daniel could be changed. Then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No diversions were brought to him, and he could not sleep. Daniel released. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he reached the den, he cried out in anguish to Daniel, Daniel? Servant of the living God, the king said, has your God, whom you continually serve, been able to rescue you from the lions? Then Daniel spoke with the king, May the king live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths, and they haven't harmed me, for I was found innocent before him, and also before you, your majesty. I have not done harm. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to take Daniel out of the den. When Daniel was brought up from the den, he was found to be unharmed, for he trusted in his God. The king then gave the command, and those men who had maliciously accused Daniel were brought and thrown into the lion's den, they, their children, and their wives. They had not reached the bottom of the den before the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Darius honors God. Then King Darius wrote to those of every people, nation, and language who live on the whole earth, May your prosperity abound. I issue a decree that in all my royal dominion, people must tremble in fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed and his dominion has no end. He rescues and delivers. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth, for he has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. 2 Peter chapter 3 The Day of the Lord Dear friends, this is now the second letter I have written to you. In both letters, I want to stir up your sincere understanding by way of reminder so that you recall the words previously spoken by the holy prophets and the command of our Lord and Savior given through your apostles. Above all, be aware of this. Scoffers will come in the last days, scoffing and following their own evil desires, saying, Where is his coming that he promised? Ever since our ancestors fell asleep, all things continue as they have been since the beginning of creation. They deliberately overlook this. By the word of God, the heavens came into being long ago, and the earth was brought about from water and through water. Through these, the world of that time perished when it was flooded. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are stored up for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. Dear friends, don't overlook this one fact. With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. The Lord does not delay His promise, as some understand delay, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. 
sense. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. On that day, the heavens will pass away with a loud noise. The elements will burn and be dissolved, and the earth and the works on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, it is clear what sort of people you should be in holy conduct and godliness as you wait for the day of God and hasten its coming. Because of that day, the heavens will be dissolved with fire and the elements will melt with heat. But based on his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Conclusion Therefore, dear friends, while you wait for these things, make every effort to be found without spot or blemish in his sight at peace. Also, regard the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our dear brother Paul has written to you according to the wisdom given to him. He speaks about these things in all his letters. There are some things hard to understand in them. The untaught and unstable will twist them to their own destruction, as they also do with the rest of the scriptures. Therefore, dear friends, since you know this in advance, be on your guard so that you are not led away by the error of lawless people and fall from your own stable position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Psalm 119 verses 129 through 152. P. Your decrees are wondrous, therefore I obey them. The revelation of your words brings light and gives understanding to the inexperienced. I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commands. Turn to me and be gracious to me, as is your practice toward those who love your name. Make my steps steady through your promise. Don't let any sin dominate me. Redeem me from human oppression and I will keep your precepts. Make your face shine on your servant and teach me your statutes. My eyes pour out streams of tears because people do not follow your instruction. Sada, you are righteous, Lord, and your judgments are just. The decrees you issue are righteous and altogether trustworthy. My anger overwhelms me because my foes forget your words. Your word is completely pure and your servant loves it. I am insignificant and despised, but I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and your instruction is true. Trouble and distress have overtaken me, but your commands are my delight. Your decrees are righteous forever. Give me understanding and I will live. Kof, I call with all my heart. Answer me, Lord. I will obey your statutes. I will call to you. Save me. And I will keep your decrees. I rise before dawn and cry out for help. I put my hope in your word. I am awake through each watch of the night to meditate on your promise. In keeping with your faithful love, hear my voice. Lord, give me life in keeping with your justice. Those who pursue evil plans come near. They are far from your instruction. You are near, Lord, and all your commands are true. Long ago, I learned from your decrees that you have established them forever. Proverbs chapter 28 verses 21 through 22. It is not good to show partiality, yet even a courageous person may sin for a piece of bread. A greedy one is in a hurry for wealth. He doesn't know that poverty will come to him. Y'all, we need to talk about Daniel and the lion's den. And I'm not even talking about the actual lion's den that he was in. I'm talking about the proverbial lion's den he was in 
by being surrounded by all these other administrators, leaders, governors, prefects, satraps, and the like, who clearly had it out for him. This here Sunday School Throwback shows us just how to deal with our haters and enemies when we are in positions of being blessed and favored and elevated by God. You see, Daniel was doing his thing, serving God, serving the king, and he was killing it. He was so good at his job that the king was like, oh, you something else. You got that it factor. I need you to run this here whole kingdom for me. But... Y'all know how it is when you're doing well, some people can't stand to see it. They get jealous, they get envious, and they start feeling resentful. And sometimes we'll even try to bring you down. That's what happened to Daniel. The other administrators and governors were hating on him, plain and simple. They couldn't find, though, anything wrong with him. He had integrity, he had skills, he was good, he was honest in everything he did, and he was devout when it came to his faith. And that's where they found an opportunity. They decided to use his faith to set him up because they knew he wouldn't compromise on that even if he was backed into a corner. And if that's not a whole lesson for us right there, then I don't know what is. See, we have to be careful because when people can't find your weak spots, when they can't find anything wrong with you, they can't use your weaknesses as weapons against you, then they'll use your strengths to try to ensnare you. They'll try to use your loving nature as a cause to crush you. Ain't nobody that loving all the time. She's so phony, always smiling and in people's face and hugging people like that. She is not authentic. Or they'll use your commitment as a reason to condemn you. Does she always have to volunteer for everything? She should give somebody else a chance. She always doing something. Or they'll use your humility to try to humiliate you, your wisdom as a reason to ridicule you. She thinks she know everything. Listen, if you're doing something wrong, people will point it out. And if you're doing something right, there are people who will hate on it, especially if it's different from what they're doing themselves. That's why we have to be careful about who we even surround ourselves with, who we allow into our spaces. Because if you're trying something new, something different, or something better than what's being currently done, it will trigger some people's insecurities and they'll try to shut you down. When you are trying to make a difference, there are always going to be people who don't like the change. But here's where we can have our confidence and here's where we can tap into that courage. Because if our heart is pure and our intentions are good, then God is going to have our back just like he did for Daniel. These jokers tricked the king into signing a law that said nobody could pray to anyone but the king for 30 days. If they did, they would be thrown into the lion's den. But Daniel, Daniel was a dog. Daniel was like, I'm not bothered by this scheme. He knew who his God was, and he was not going to stop praying to him. He didn't care about the law or the lions. He cared about God and doing his will. He prayed three times a day, as usual, in his room with the windows open so everybody could see. He thanked God and asked him for help. He wasn't afraid. He wasn't ashamed of his faith. He was proud. And Daniel was kind of savage. He was bold with it. Like, yeah, I know about this little decree y'all got, but that's not changing anything over here. 
As followers of Jesus, we can definitely learn from Daniel's example. When we face haters, enemies, opposers, people who just don't like us and they don't even have a reason not to like us, we can choose to stay focused, to stay faithful, and to stay loyal to God and just keep living out our values and our beliefs. We can choose not to let the negativity or the threats or whatever else, whatever else they try, we can let it not get to us. Just like Daniel kept praying without hiding it, we too can live our lives in a way that honors the person who we were called and created to be, that honors our creator. We can keep doing our best, keep showing our integrity, keep showing up, keep loving on people no matter what other people have to say about it. We have to keep in mind that our value and our identity come from Jesus Christ, not from people, not from things, not from status. We can find strength and confidence in knowing that we're loved and accepted by God and that God is pleased when we honor Him and do what we're supposed to do. We can trust that God is going to help us navigate whatever the situations are that are threatening our peace of mind or threatening our stability or our perceived security in whatever situation it is that we're in. By staying unbothered and continuing to live our best lives in Jesus Christ, we not only honor God, but we also show others what He can do. We show others what faith really looks like. Our consistency, our integrity, these things can inspire and challenge others to check themselves and their choices. It may even open a door for them to experience God's love and grace. So, so let's take Daniel's example to heart. Let's have the heart of a lion. Let's embrace who we are in Christ, stand firm in our faith, our values, our beliefs, and let's keep on doing the best that we can to be the best that we can. Let's not allow anybody to deter, to detract, to distract us. Let's just keep all that energy where it is. Just, just don't even pay attention to it. And I know that that's hard, but we can do hard things. Let's let our lives be a witness to the power and the goodness of Jesus and an invitation for others to know exactly who he is and why we conduct ourselves the way that we do. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word and we thank you for your voice. Lord, we thank you for your grace and your mercy, for your faithfulness towards us. Lord, you are our God and our Savior, our Lord and King, our Father and our friend. Lord, we just ask right now that you would help us to stay focused. Help us to finish strong the race that you've set before us. Help us to be committed to praying in season and out of season, to be faithful and fruitful in service of you. Lord, we know that there are many distractions and temptations in this world, many things trying to pull us off the path, many challenges and difficulties in this life. And we're also going to have some enemies and obstacles in our journeys, but we also know that you are greater than anything we could possibly come up against, that you are with us always, that you are working all things together for our good and your glory. Lord, we pray that you would fill us with your spirit and your wisdom, that you would guide 
guide us and direct us, strengthen us, sustain us, that you would protect and deliver us. Lord, we pray right now that you would renew our minds and our hearts, that you would transform us and conform us to the image of your son, that you would purify us and sanctify us for your holy purposes. Lord, we pray that you would increase our faith, increase our love, that you would ignite our passion and our zeal, that you would inspire us on our respective visions and the missions that you have given us to accomplish. Lord, we declare that you are our hope and joy, our peace and our rest, our rock and our refuge. Lord, we declare that you are worthy of all the praise, of all the honor, of all worship and adoration. Lord, we declare that you are able to do immeasurably more than we could ask, think, or imagine according to your power that is at work within us. Lord, we commit ourselves to you and submit ourselves to your will. Lord, we ask all of these things in the name of Jesus, who died for us and rose again, who lives in us and intercedes for us, who loves us and adores us. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, all the people of God said together, amen. And our affirmation for today, choosing to give thanks in all situations allows me to see how much I am loved, guided, and provided for by the Lord. Choosing to give thanks in all situations allows me to see how much I am loved, guided, and provided for by the Lord. And our aphorism, we must wrestle earnestly in prayer like men contending with a deadly enemy for life. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being on this sacred sojourn with me. You belong here. Oh, I forgot to say this one thing. I have to say thank you to my sister Tynese for stepping in for me once again. Y'all don't know how much time that adds back into my life for the day. Just one podcast gives me space and room to do other things. And there were some other things that I desperately needed to focus on. So I totally, totally appreciate the fact that I have a sister who has my back and who stepped in when I needed her to. So thank you again, Bumisha. That is my moniker for her. It goes back years and years and years to this episode of the Cosby show with um what was his name dad miss bricky do y'all rem- y'all probably do not remember that episode but it was an episode it was i think it was vanessa's boyfriend his name was dad miss bricky and from there we got boomisha and boomshika i don't know anyway don't even worry about that you belong here and we belong together on this journey i love you and if guys is the same i'll be right here tomorrow waiting for you